0: Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio. Mash those buttons. Podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. How you doing, Bob? I'm tired. I'm very, very, very tired.
1: But You're tired in a good way. In a, yeah, in a great way, but definitely I've slept 12 hours a night since I got back. But that Stands to reason since it was four to five hours every night that I was at the con. Getting too old for it, huh, Bob? Well, I don't know. I think that would have killed me in my 20s, too. Really? I just would have
0: went (laughs) crazier. Uh, okay well we'll see uh but we're gonna get around to your blizzcon experience but in the meantime before we do that uh this is episode number 81 we are recording on november 7th for release on november 8th obviously uh the biggest topic is going to be blizzcon so we're going to talk about what we heard from blizzcon new hero obviously new map new reinhardt cinematic and a couple of other things so we're, we're going to dig into that but before we do that I'd like to welcome anyone who is listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, Since you're new to the show, we do talk Overwatch news and competitive and esports, but the main focus of the show is the community and the state of Overwatch. So when we talk news and esports and competitive. It usually just revolves around the community. It comes back to it, you know, full circle. If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. And we'd love to have you on Discord, uh, which is dot uh, discord.me slash mash those buttons we love to have you uh, join the conversation there discord's always growing love to have new people there so once again it's discord.me slash mash those buttons and for anybody who is a returning listener thank you for coming back and listening to watchpoint radio again always glad to have you guys here i have you in on the discord hearing from you via the emails and on twitter it's awesome so thanks for listening in week for week Uh, This week, we don't have any community feedback via uh, reviews or anything like that, Uh, so we're just going to get right into, like, usually we do right now, we do, like, you know, how has your week in Overwatch been? Short story, long story short, I didn't even finish my placement matches yet, and I had really long queue times over the weekend. That's how my Overwatch week went. Bob, you had a totally different experience. Why don't you talk about how was your BlizzCon experience? Yeah, yeah. I haven't done one placement on any account.
1: I thought about it last night, but I've j- I've just been so tired. I was afraid that I wouldn't be my best and I like playing my best when I queue up with other people playing comp. So I just watched shows which I got backed up. And so I I haven't had a chance. I've been roaming around, I've been Living in California, meeting all kinds of new people, having a great time. BlizzCon was, it was a surreal experience. I don't even know how to explain it. I kind of wish I had went before I was a content creator because I feel like my experience was different knowing all these other content creators because there was always someone to hang out with and there was always someone you wished you could have got to hang out with more and there was always... It was just always something to do and like i it was i just I, i'm still soaking it all in man i mean if you have any specific questions i can answer that but it's just
0: still try to soak it all in all right well let's start let's do it this way since you're having such a hard time focusing here <laughs> how was you did your first panel ever at con before the storm right? yes yes i did how was that
1: First live panel ever it was interesting uh I thought I'd be more nervous than I was, but I was also up there with some pretty good friends. I was up there with with slambo and 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 totem, who I've known forever and then I'd met on An, Andreas and become pretty tight with him over the weekend so i was comf- i was comf- comfortable with him Jimmy from the uh the the payload podcast was a super nice guy. Shared a mic with him because my mic didn't have a pop filter or didn't have a windscreen, so the pops were bad. Uh, and so he shared with with uh, me, and then Chan Man was just super cool, super professional. And so it just it went real it went real easy. We all we all vibe together, and
0: w- it was great. All right, awesome. And you, did you get a chance to meet any listeners there? or... I not met so listeners throughout the week,
1: not not so much at the panel, but oftentimes when I wore my shirt, uh, I was the the uh, uh, purveyor of, of of dreams. Is that how you would say that? I made dreams come true, Ja.
0: You made so dreams I, come true.
1: <laughs> I was all over the place, and I know all these content creators. So I'm talking to someone. They're like, you know, I tell them about my podcast, they're like, well, I only listen to one podcast, and it's the Omnic Lab. And I'm like, well, funny story. I just got a text from them. We're getting ready to go meet up with them. Would you like to meet them? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I did that with a lot of different people. I did that uh, with the Lagging Balls crew. And just people would be like, well, I really like this. I'm like, well, they're right over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, But yeah, I did meet a few listeners, and Everybody was super nice. It was hilarious because some of the listers I was supposed to 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 uh, to meet up with, like, uh, 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 dang it, I'm just blanking on his name now. Dang it, uh, Rosen, Rosen, how do you say that, Rosen? Okay, well, Rosen something. He knows, he knows who he is. We hug out a lot, but he was like. Rosen Stern. Yeah, he was like, he was supposed to to bring us beer, but then he was like, well, I didn't think, you know, we'd actually hang out. I thought you, you know, I was like, I thought you guys would just be like, oh, hey, bye. And then I didn't think you guys would invite me to go to breakfast and everything. You know, it's just like, (laughs) he was like, this is crazy. But I just had a good time all over the place and met a lot of people.
0: It was crazy. Oh yeah, and for the uh, for the was the opening ceremony where I, I imagine you'd be you were at the Overwatch Arena. I was, yeah.
1: It was the it was the best place to be, in my opinion, unless you were cool with waiting in line at six o'clock in the morning, which none of us were. We got a great seat for it. We were right in front of Jeff and uh, and Darren Reinhardt when he came out, and it was just. It was awesome. And the screens were ginormous. So we got to see everything else in, you know, full high, you know, high definition. It it was just, it was, it was surreal. Oh, and Jeff was in there up on his throne, you know, prior to the, to the uh, actual opening ceremony starting. Up we, on his throne? Well, there was like a. An area for all the big wigs that was closed off, but was up, you know, up high, uh, right, in this in the second level, and so uh, we did yell at him a little bit and yelled praise him, and he waved at us, and we we felt cool. Well, uh, well, good for you, Bob. I'm glad you had a good time. I did, man. It was it was unbelievable.
0: Uh, all right, so. With that, let's go ahead and get into our top story, which is going to be BlizzCon. Top story. All right, so uh, we had a good amount of information that came out of BlizzCon. I mean, just a quick overview. Obviously, we got a new character, got a new cinematic, got a new map, got more information on the Overwatch League. But let's start with our new hero, Moira that that was the announcement well tell me your initial thoughts on marva bob my initial thoughts is she would be great at
1: at back scratching because those nails you know like it would just be be wonderful like oh thank you thank you as long as she's doing it with the left hand the right hand Mm -hmm. not so much because the right hand's damaged the left hand's heels Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my yeah. initial thoughts were, because that's what everybody was doing, you know? So it was just excitement upon excitement upon excitement. I'm curious how I would have felt watching it at home, but watching it in the arena and everybody freaking out and going crazy was pretty exciting. Um, I thought to myself, good. We wanted another, another support. That was what we what we had needed and wanted to give support players variety last thing we needed was another dps which we have 20 of and then
0: i wasn't looking for another support so don't say we but go ahead
1: (laughs) oh i just meant we is the community
0: i'm part of
1: the community and i was not (laughs) i meant we is the 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 majority Mm -hmm. the 99 percent I don't know. That was, what, that was the feel I got from a lot of people there. Everybody talking to prior was like, "God, I hope it's another. I hope it's another support." I was like, "Me too," because just i be, literally. We have way too many DPS. We don't need any any more of that for for now. In 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 my opinion, of course, it's but, it's a shooting game.
0: <laughs> like I I could always take more
1: <laughs> DPS in a shooting game, but go ahead. But now when everybody tries to play them constantly and then you have all DPS, like in a game like this where you have tanks and support, you need to give tanks and support more of a variety to play. But I thought she was cool how she was very active. I thought it was cool how she does damage as well as heals. And, I, th- I mean, I thought, she- I thought she was pretty neat. I'm not a big fan of the art, like her character model. But that's design. just, yeah, that's just personal. Like, I don't really like, I don't really like normally elves in, in games. Cause they're tall, slender, like a little meat on my character's
0: bones, you know? Yeah, Bob. Okay. That's how you like them. <laughs> uh, for me, I honestly, I was, a, I was a, a bit disappointed that we got a new hero, I guess on schedule. Like this, we, we, you know, at this point we expect to get a new hero every four months. I was hoping they were going to start to buck the trend and not give us a new hero. Maybe give us something else. I don't think we needed a new hero. I, I've talked about it several times before. I would much rather there one to two heroes a year, give the meta time to stabilize, and then give people time with that meta to learn how to work around it with what they have. Because they will. People will. The meta changes now so much because of balance changes to different characters. We re- reworked like we see with D.Va and Mercy and new characters. It doesn't change naturally like you see in other games. Like, let's say, CSGO. Uh, but uh, it's just... Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not like upset about it, but I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, we got another character... Uh, that's fine but i when jeff said that we're not gonna get characters the next the 20 the 26th hero as soon as we thought we were i was like okay well then we won't get one at blizzcon i don't get that either yeah like he i was like well, we'll, we'll he did make he,
1: any sense
0: he completely like that backtracked on that because we got it exactly what we thought we were gonna get the character uh um, you know
1: well, I'll, you know, you say that that you didn't want another character, but I think that I think the four characters a year is their compromise with the like. A lot of people want more characters,
0: which I well, don't personally. Well, they get three characters a year because once every four months. I think people want more characters just because they expect it to be more characters, especially people who come from like League of Legends. And right? those are the people
1: I normally hear
0: complaining about it. Yeah, like they want more characters, more options, but it's not League of Legends. It's it's a first person shooter, you know. It's a first person shooter first. Yeah, you know. So that that's the thing. Like it's 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 different. You can't just have fifty, seventy, a hundred characters in this game. It gets out of control. It gets out of balance. You know, and it's it's just not you know worth it. At the end of the day, we've, even, even as they continue to add characters, you see a meta set in and those characters, a set of characters, are continuously played. That's kind of how it goes. So I, I don't necessarily think we need to have new characters all the time. And in the future, I do believe it will slow down. Uh, content will begin to slow down for the game. Personally, I would have much rather seen a new game type rather than me too, me too, a new character even if it's something as simple as uh was it like i'm trying to i forget so um if, if if i forget what the actual game mode is called where you have instead of a control point right where like king of the hill where you can try and fight for one control point there's multiple uh, the, well not that there's, that there's multiple but even that would be kind of cool if there was multiple but that actually, yeah, that's a great idea if it was something like that. If it was something like you had one payload on the map, but both teams can push it either way, I think that would have been cool. Uh, pay, I think, you know, payload race is cool. There are already these and ideas that they can Arathi put into the game.
1: Basin type of map. But, did, like, Arathi Basin, like, type of map is, like, there's control points, you know, and there's five of them, and you, you accumulate points having more of them taken, but They'd have to do just three, and then that'd be kind of rough. Well, three with six on six could could work. That could work.
0: That could work. I mean, it does need some tweaking, obviously, since Overwatch is such a team heavy game. And obviously, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily be pushing for percent. You'd probably be pushing for points. However many control points you had, it would multiply the amount of points you got every so many seconds. Right? You know. Something like that. There's so many things that they can do with Overwatch without coming up with something drastically different. And we got none of that. And don't get me wrong, they obviously have made new maps, or not new maps, but new game modes. Within the last year, well, they had 3v3, but now we have 3v3, a good 3v3, 3v3 elimination. That's that's the good 3v3. Okay, yes. We have the free-for-all deathmatch and we also have 4v4 deathmatch so yes technically speaking they did give us new modes but people want new game modes that they can play competitively you know that's the thing because let's be honest while quick play is great for for just messing around in competitive play is generally speaking played differently than the rest of the game competitive play is how you actually want to play Overwatch so it could be kind of meaningful
1: yeah I definitely would love Sabor Comp uh, some more comp modes because I really just prefer to play comp if I'm not practicing a character, and I even practice characters on my on on my lower comp guy. I just practice them in a hardcore try hard manner. But I hope it's not what you said earlier about set characters becoming the meta, and that's what gets played. God, I hope that doesn't happen. What I love about Overwatch is that it is changing. I don't yeah. want just the same six characters played over and over again
0: right well like so the the thing that overwatch hasn't given an opportunity to the community to do is see a meta right like you know in each season we see different metas because of how the characters are balanced and when the characters are rebalanced we see a different meta what the overwatch community hasn't had a chance to really do was have a meta right everybody uses that meta gets really good at that meta so now another team finds out, okay, well, we know that they're going to do this. How do we work around that? How can we make something new with what we have? And we really haven't seen it. I see your dog's tail on the camera. Tub dog. I said hi.
1: I was, I was wondering <laughs> if you could see that. So I see it on the green screen real yeah. clear, like just going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I, but... And you want to say hi? No, <laughs> yeah, he's so. too good of a dog. I try to get him to jump up and he won't do
0: it. Oh, good dog. So. Good pup. Yeah, so don't get me wrong. I'm not grateful. I'm just kind of like uh, I'm a little disappointed. I think that's fair to say. I'm a little disappointed. We got another character, but in my opinion, we just didn't need one. We didn't need another character, and I would have rather seen game modes. Right. I would have loved another game. I think that
1: just they're not going to do it because of Overwatch League so close. I think it's in the future. I think it's maybe. In the future.
0: But even if you introduce ga- a new game mode, right? Let's say after Overwatch League is over i mean i I guess it depends when the next season is going to be like if overwatch league only runs from what january to june and then season two is january to june of next year okay fine introduce a new game mode after overwatch league is over but if they're only going to have like a couple months breaks before the next season starts. Then eh, maybe I don't, I don't think they're going to introduce. It wouldn't be a great time to introduce new game mode into, into competitive that they're going to play in overwatch league. So it depends. We'll see, but let's talk. Let's talk Moira. Let's uh, just get into her origin a little bit. She is a talent geneticist. According to her origin story, she was, she was like what a geneticist or a scientist that kind of lived on the edge. Right. Well, you know, she, she, was had to, to she was recruited to Blackwatch. She was recruited to Blackwatch by Reyes. And according to, well, at least from what it looked like on the, from the video, it looks like she is responsible for Reaper's current state. That's it's what it looks like.
1: Because he always had that comment to Mercy.
0: Exactly. That's what me and Timeless were talking about. That, well, he, he made it seem like it was Mercy who did this to him. Which I think would have been awesome. Because, you know, Mercy is perfect right now, right? She's essentially she's like perfect. She's everybody's angel. But if she had this darker thing that happened do I think that would make her character interesting. When the lights go off, the black leather comes out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that if she would have had like a like, you know, she did something to Reyes. Let us say uh, you know, um Soldier 76 and Reyes fight it out at the Overwatch headquarters, big explosion building comes down she finds reyes and because she knows him she tries in secret to heal him and it goes wrong and that's how you get reaper that would have been an awesome story
1: she goes the darker
0: path yeah but that
1: thought of greater good
0: yeah like that's you know she tried to help she made it worse it's one of those situations and it's kind of like well that's gone now because it looks like moira is actually the the one that causes and we kind of see it's almost like reaper with moira it seems like reaper was the test subject and she got the good stuff (laughs) you know that's what it seems like
1: they might have worked together her and mercy
0: we don't we don't know they did inside of overwatch jeff there was a jeff that confirmed that somebody confirmed that uh it wasn't jeff that confirmed that sorry it was michael chu he's the lead writer i think that's his last name but he did confirm yep. that Mercy and Moira have a connection. And it's currently, I guess it will be on the Oasis map when, when the changes go live. The connection, you'll be able to find it on the Oasis map. On
1: a little off-topic thing, you just mentioned Michael Chu. He did confirm that uh, Fair's dad's name is Sam.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that. It was
1: on the voice actor's panel. They go, he goes, his name's Sam. And everybody's oh, yeah. like okay and he's like you just asked me what his name was i said it's sam uh. <laughs> so i don't know what the heck that was or if it was actually true but he never said he was kidding yeah sorry actually, sorry to bring off track there
0: that's fine i'm also curious about because moira she doesn't have a connection with zenyatta but she uh, but michael Chu said that she is very interested in zenyatta and how he works with the discord orb and the harmony orb She's, so I'm curious to see what her voice lines are going to be with him, like what she says to him and what kind of spiritual thing, you know, some spiritual shade he throws at her. She, <laughs> you know? She's going to say,
1: my herb's bigger than yours. And he'll say, it's not the size that counts. Well,
0: <laughs> well, we'll definitely know if Jeff Kaplan listens to this show, if we actually hear that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Moira, uh, I mean... So far, I mean, the the backstory is pretty cool. I mean, I, I wonder if they're going to release a comic with her or something when we, uh, when when they get when she actually goes live. She's on the PTR right now, so uh, maybe about two weeks from now she goes live. We'll have to see. It it's on. probably pretty soon. I mean, it could be a week if there's no problems with the character. It could be a week, but well, we're going to discuss what I think needs to be changed <laughs> with the character. Uh, so. Well, first of all, let's talk about that video that they released for her. Her play video was really misleading. They always re- are, though. It was, like, super misleading, though, right? She killed Zenyatta in, like, two seconds. You know, that, that was very what misleading.
1: You didn't know that Sombra had just done EMP and Zen only had, like, had, like 50 health. So. Yeah,
0: like, it was, like, yeah, like, she killed him so fast. It made it seem like her secondary fire was going to be really powerful us and that of her it's still no joke yeah it's no joke but uh we'll talk about it her biotic orb also the one that damages they may seem like that was super powerful but it's not it's actually more balanced than you would think but let's talk about her primary fire which is a healing beam it looks like a spray but it's essentially a beam but it pierces through allies so you can heal multiple allies at a time and it works on a meter this is how they're hoping that it's going to remain balanced. That you Sure, you can heal multiple outside at the same time. And it's not like it's soft healing either. It's actually pretty good healing that you do. The one That's thing I wasn't able good. to track, or I, I should have paid attention to that I didn't, I didn't know that if it went like the person who gets the health that gets pierced through, if that second person gets as much it's healing, less. I did not pay attention to that. It is less? No, no. I just, I'm. Thinking through what you're talking about, yeah, I ha- I didn't get a chance to see that, but uh, well, I guess we'll find out in the future. The thing that I was surprised, and I don't know if it's a bug or if it's on purpose, and I showed Bob this yesterday. After you stop the spray, after you stop healing, the person that you healed or the people that you healed still continue to get healed, just at a low, at a slower rate. Yeah, it's like and, a hot. Yeah, it's like a hot at that point. And it lasts for like four to five seconds. Like it's, I think, well, I think we counted three, maybe three. Yeah, like I did a couple times. So let's say about three seconds. So even if somebody continues to take damage after the fact, it'll still come. It'll still uh, be healing. So so
1: that's kind and of an issue. We did test the sec. The secondary fire her her damage ability does not continue to tick after you
0: let go. No. No, uh, it doesn't it doesn't um uh, it doesn't continue to tick which is great. Uh so her secondary fire though. Now, this is the one that I have a problem with and it wasn't because of the damage. I thought it was going to be because of the damage, but uh, the amount of damage, but it's not. Cuz it does tick a bit like it, it ticks at a steady rate, right? And it doesn't like just drain you super fast. The problem I have with her secondary is that it is a 20 meter sticky beam. Not as sticky as Symmetra or Mercy, but it is still sticky. If you keep your crosshair around the person, it will stick to them. At 20 meters. Yeah. That's too far. And just for reference, 20 meters is the entire width of May's ultimate. That is a long as long as I, and I get the concept, I understand why they did that. Because, uh, you know, we mentioned that her her heal is on a meter. Her secondary drains health, like it like it drains the health and puts that health into the meter. So it does damage to the person while also giving you the ability to to heal. Um, yeah, it's I just like it's too much. Like, 20 meters is just too much, and I get that they want you to be able, from a distance, to be able to drain somebody and fill the meter, but, I mean, come on, dude, it's, she, she, we're gonna talk about her other abilities, too, but there should be, like, no time where this character is not doing something. She can engage in every fight in the the map, right? In, In any team fight at a safe distance, 20 meters is far, you know? At least with Soldier at 20 meters, you're, bur- you're doing your three-shot burst. You're not spraying. With her, you were just holding down right-click and just trying to keep your crosshair around the character. So if somebody is in a, is in a scuffle 20 meters away from you, she should be engaged in that fight. It's too far. Like she, it, it's just too much. So I, I'm not even sure if reducing the amount of damage she does would be sufficient. I think they have to cut the distance. I yeah, think I, don't ten, know. I think ten meters is perfectly fine for what she needs to do. I would I would rather them increase the rate of her meter recharge because the meter does recharge on its own. I'd have them. I would have rather have them increase that and reduce her reduce her the range on her secondary.
1: I don't know. I'm gonna have to play with her more because like because it's so hard to tell at the moment. I just see her standing behind a Reinhardt and she still wants to be involved in the fight. So 20 seems okay to me right now. As long as,
0: as long as it's not 20, if it required accuracy, doesn't, it doesn't require accuracy. You can have Parkinson's and still, you can, you can can have Parkinson's and still get the lock on, (laughs) you know, like you could, you could, it, it it's, it's definitely, it's, it's like I said, it's not a sticky asymmetra, obviously, right? It's not a sticky asymmetra or Mercy. But imagine if Zarya's beam was sticky like that. <laughs> you know, like, we would be losing our mind. So, um,
1: um... Oh, Totem in the chat did say that the heal doesn't uh, decrease or heal less when it heals multiple people.
0: Right, yeah, I did see that. I mean, he's mentioning now that it's only wide when you're close to the player, so it creates a distance that's fairly narrow. It's still super sticky, like and it's it's not something that you have to like, you know, it's no damage drop off. It's not like um and I'm not expecting her to solo kill people, right? I'm not expecting that. What the problem is gonna be that I see is anytime somebody's engaged in a fight, she can assist she can easily assist her teammate in that fight and take extra damage like at 20 meters that is the issue i don't have a problem with somebody assisting their teammate in a fight but at 20 meters you have a sticky beam that is not that difficult to place your your aim would have to be horrible not to be able to take damage on these people you know like that that's the thing your aim would have to be absolutely terrible not to be able to take damage from somebody who's 20 meters away from you because he is right it is a little it is going to be harder to hit somebody at at a distance but not it doesn't the difficulty doesn't ramp up you know properly there so yeah it's just um that is the biggest problem i have with the character because she can engage in multiple fights at the same time because she could do that so she, she could see somebody that's 20 meters away and help her team with that but at the same time she could throw a biotic orb you know, her damage-dealing biotic orb, I think the the decay orb, they call it, mm-hmm. she could throw that in one direction and engage in another direction. <laughs> you I know?
1: know. I think that's cool, though. I think that's that's neat. Like, the good ones
0: will be doing that. Yes. I I don't have a problem with that, doing that. As long as, I just think the distance needs to be cut down. You know, I'm not saying destroy the character. I just think that distance needs to be cut down, and if they're worried about people not having heals... Well, increase the rate of recovery for her spray <laughs> or, or her or her primary fry That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, so right. since I already brought it up, the Biotic Orb, she it's an ability that you have you have two orbs that you can throw when you activate it. You can throw a regeneration orb, which has an AoE heal. And just like in a video, like you saw in the video, you saw the decay orb bounce around. The healing orb also Bounces around. I wasn't really able to test it that well though. Uh, in the um training facility. The training facility, yeah. Yeah, in the training facility. And to be honest, I kind of forgot to do it when I played her, <laughs> like with other people in the PTR because I was so busy killing people. <laughs> but, but but um basically like it, on in the testing facility, it doesn't heal the bots, unfortunately. I don't know if that's a bug or whatever. But yeah, what happens is like you throw the healing orb and anybody in the orb's radius will actually uh, will start to get healed. In the video, it looks like the orb was moving with the group. The thing that I noticed when on the PTR was that when when I threw the orb, it moved slow at first and then it started moving fast. So I don't know if the regeneration orb slows down with the allies when it finds them. I don't know. It seems like it gets slower over time. So, I mean, it definitely gets smaller over time because it only has so much healing that it can do.
1: I think it gets actually slower over time, too, or maybe slower with each bounce.
0: Maybe, yeah. So, uh, the thing about these orbs, they only have a certain amount of healing and a certain amount of damage they can do. So, the more people that's using the orb, the less effective it's going to be for each of those people. So, if you have one person getting the healing orb, they're going to get a lot of healing. If you have three people, it's less. Same thing with the decay orb. And we found that the decay orb totally does about hundred and fifty damage. That's a, that's a lot. So if you if the decay orb gets onto one person and it stays on one person, that is going to be a problem for that person, especially if they're a Mercy, a Genji, a Zenyatta. But even Zenyatta should be able to move away from this orb. Even Zenyatta you can't should be kill the move. orb too, which makes it kind of rough. You can absorb it though, as Diva. Mm-hmm. Diva can eat it, but Diva can't. Uh, you can't shoot at it or anything shield like that. it either. Yeah, it goes through. It definitely goes through, which that's a pain in the ass. Like I think that might need to change <laughs> because I could just yeah, see we'll her. See. I could just see her spam because it's an eight second cooldown, so she can't spam it. But if there's a Reinhardt in front of you, just keep tossing it into that group because there's nothing they can do about it. The one thing I do like about the orb. Is that it? It, well, it will be used to deny space. It's a it's a it's a space denial. Even the, unless, let's say a whole group is there, and I guess maybe this is the case for the Reinhardt. Like, let's say there's a Reinhardt pushing, and he has three, four people with him. That's 150 damage split across four people. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's not too bad. Especially if you have a Lucio there or a Mercy there. So that's not too bad. But I could definitely see like move, help like moving widows out of position, or you know, at least trying to pressure a widow to move out of position or something like that, because it will definitely kill a widow if she sticks around.
1: Yeah,
0: so I mean, for that, it'll be good. Yeah. I
2: think
1: it's it, it's interesting. I like how they they went with a really different
0: that's just really different, you know. Oh yeah, definitely different. <laughs> I will give you that definitely different i just uh, i actually don't have a problem with the orb too much except like what you just mentioned i did forget that it does go through shields and barriers so i don't necessarily think it should go through shields and barriers the the decay orb i think that should bounce off Uh, but other than that it's not too bad maybe if you see an orb like coming toward a hero like an allied hero that is 150 health It might not be a bad idea if the person's not moving out of the way. It's not necessarily a bad idea to help absorb some of that damage. You know? Uh But uh, I guess we'll see how that goes. Her other ability, the one I did like, uh, was Fade. It's a teleporting ability. It's a combination between wraith form and Blink. But the best of both worlds. And she completely disappears. So I think that is cool. The fact that when you hit the button, not you it's like you dash like tracer but instead of dashing only in a straight line you can control where you go
1: yeah it's not super easy to do but you can definitely go you can go around the corner you can do all kinds of different things it also removes negative effects it removes zen orb it uh removes uh what else it removes negative effects. So Zen orb. Anna's uh, <laughs> Discord Orb. Uh Anna's grenade. Gotcha. It would probably okay. also remove Zarya's bubble friendly if you got if you got if you got bubbled. It just removes all effects. I wonder if you can get out of wonder if it allows you to get out of Graviton. I don't know, but it's probably going to be disabled. Yeah. Graviton. Well, but wraith let you get out
0: for some weird reason that is true true. i guess we'll see but i did think that move was cool you can control where you're going so that's what i was mentioning like it seems like reaper was the test subject and she took the best you know she perfected it around yeah when she comes back he's like knocking on her door like excuse me (laughs) where can can i get where can i get some of that
1: fade (laughs) can you imagine reaper with that move Ooh. oh god it'll be
0: awful ooh, ooh, it'll ooh. be awful
1: <laughs> do that move in wraith out
0: <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll just be awful now the <laughs> ultimate beam i don't have a problem with bob doesn't seem to like it basically the beam can combines damage and healing it's a it's like a, it's a big kamehameha wave <laughs> that she can move and control oh. Like she can point in any direction. She can move around while it's happening. Whoever's caught in the beam, if they're ally, they're being healed. If they are an enemy, they are being damaged. I think this basically stops enemy. Like this would stop a push, pretty much. I mean, it pierces through everything. It pierces through allies. It pierces through enemies. It pierces through barriers. So I, I do believe that you know, like, it, it would stop a push. Bob, why you no like this? It just doesn't
1: seem very good compared to the other support ults. Like yeah, it heals, but Zen heals everybody in every direction. Like it just like Mercy's unkillable and can heal everybody. Res like it just doesn't seem worthwhile. Anna turns someone into a unstoppable machine. Ugh, this just until they get put to sleep. But go ahead, just put a big Kamehameha wave and you can be sleeped too and all they gotta do is just aim down that that big long beam in the right way you're at
0: well that's why you're not supposed to do it in front of your enemies you're supposed to be behind your allies piercing through them with the healing while you're also hitting the enemies with damage like that's that's the way you're supposed to that's the way you're supposed to utilize this ultimate it's if if
1: there happened to be in the death ball then that'd be cool because you could really jack some stuff up but with positioning the way it is, I just don't see it being that worthwhile. But be mean with, just like many other ults, it'd be mean with a Zarya bubble, uh, or a Zarya ult. If your team got ulted, I'd be interested to see how much healing you could do into them if you were
0: outside of it. If you were outside of it, yes. But if you were inside the Zarya ult, it will be, be a waste of an ult. It heals her, too, while she's doing it. Uh, but she can be stunned, she can be hooked, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, if you're outside of the alt and you could pass the beam through uh, totally in, in the in the chat, he said it's too dependent on everyone being clumped up. It's probably. It's definitely used best if everybody is all together. However, because your movement's independent, because you can aim in any direction, I still do think that... It will, uh, you know, you can turn and heal allies. But that means you have to be aware, right? You just really need to be aware. It's a super fast heal for anybody that's within the reach of the beam, which I got to be honest, I need to look at the, the distance on the beam length, too. I don't know that. It was far. Uh, whatever it was, it was really far. It it, it definitely was. So I'm curious. I, I can't wait to do be prepared to attack on it because uh, that will be very, very insightful. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Me too, yep. Yeah. So we'll see, but um, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, thirty meters. I told him saying that's thirty meters. Uh, that's probably about about right. Mainly because thirty meters, like, I, there's very few spaces in Overwatch that are larger than thirty meters, and you could tell because lots of people before Lucio had his nerf. A lot of people thought that Lucio could heal you as long as you were in line of sight, but that's mm-hmm. because if you were within line of sight within Lucio, you were within thirty meters. That's just the way the maps and Overwatch are built, so it yeah. could be thirty meters. Well, yeah, so we'll see. But I, I don't mind it. I'm not saying that. Oh my God, this is the God ult. It's gonna do great. I'm just kind of like, I can see it doing good things. I can see it saving a team. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and different. When you
1: call your out, you're gonna do your ult. instead of calling it out. You just be like. Kame.
0: We don't have that amount of time for you to finish all of that. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. A week later. <laughs> ha! Yeah. <laughs> the problem, the, the issue that I foresee, or it's not really an issue, right? But it, I think it'll just make the game a bit less fun is that before Mercy really gets, um, before she gets balanced completely, I can see this being a like the healer meta turning into mercy uh, Moira. And then you just have a ton of heals across the board for the teams and people living forever. You're doing damage to somebody. They're not dying because they're constantly being healed by either mercy or Moira. It's going to be it. I think it just turned it just it's too much damage mitigated. You know, I guess it leads to people getting their ults and stuff like that, so that kind of happens at the same time, but I don't really want to see that. Eventually, the person that I do see Moira actually swapping out with, not as a permanent piece in the meta or anything like that, but if you're not going to play Mercy, you're going to play Moira. And then you pick your secondary healer, like a Zenyatta or a Lucio or an Ana, because they all have these other things that they can do. Like, you know, the Lucio, not the Lucio, but like the... The Zenyatta really should be utilized mostly for his Discord orb. You know, the Anna for her anti-heal and for her ultimate. And Lucio because he dances. So, you know, that's...
1: <laughs> I, don't know. I see Lucio as, as more of a main healer. I mean, like, really the only off-heal at the moment is Zen in a lot of people's collective opinions. Because Lucio puts out a ton
0: of heals. He does. Uh, Lucio does put out a ton of heals. I'm not saying that he's not a, uh, a a good healer. But, you know, right now, I mean, right now, especially, he's secondary to Mercy, you know. Just because of
1: Rez, though. Like, before the Mercy changes, Lucio Zen was the entire meta in as right. far as GM and Pro went. Yeah, Frisk is in
0: the chat now. <laughs> Represent what what up, Lucio Frisk? means. <laughs> uh... Spoiler, you're gonna hear Frisco on tomorrow's prepare to attack episode. He also did Torbjorn, so Torbjorn. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> uh but okay, well, let's go ahead and move into the Reinhardt cinematic. Bob tell us about how you tried not to cry. I tried with everybody else in there not to
1: cry because it was emotional. And uh they're just uh I found out later that uh that Blizzard brought in Darren to work with the guy that did Baron's voice and they worked for hours before ever recording anything, doing improv and everything else. So that when they did the lines together, it was, it was really real. And they did the lines together in like the same studio. So they were doing a back and forth with each other where lots of times voice, voice actors don't do that. They just do a bunch of runs of the line and then, somebody edits it together. And in this situation, they actually did it together, looking at each other, and it really came through in the the performance. Last time when Reinhardt, you know, says, die with honor, and he kind of like, kind of like chokes up. Like, you really felt that. It was it was really cool.
0: I thought it was good. <laughs> I thought it was good. Everybody was like, oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm just kind of like, Eh. i I did think it was a good cinematic uh it's it's one of the better ones luckily the last two cinematics we got were good Uh oh the may one and the reinhardt one were both uh pretty awesome i mean somber one too so the last three i guess like what was the one before somber was soldier so that was the worst one definitely (laughs) that was the the, the worst uh cinematic that they had or was it bastion bastion was amazing
1: I would not call that amazing. Bastion I, that's a, was the one before Sombra, though, now that you mentioned that. It was
0: before Sombra, but did, I'm trying to think that they released Soldier 76 Soldier before. Soldier was way earlier. Soldier, Soldier, was the, was... Soldier was the... the Yeah, like, of the first few that were out. Yeah, because Bastion was released, was the first one released at an event. Bastion was released at Gamescom last year, and then Sombra was released at BlizzCon this yep. year. So, I can't remember if Soldier was stuffed in between that or not, but Soldier was definitely the worst one that they did. I mean, well, I th- I, th- I did like the Reinhardt cinematic. I mean, I appreciate any cinematic that actually gives us some background history on the characters and what's happening, which is why I probably hate the Soldier one so much, because it didn't do any of that. <laughs> you know, it just kind of showed, uh, showed Soldier 76 kicking ass to a degree. It wasn't even that great it wasn't even that part wasn't even that great so yeah I did enjoy the Reinhardt cinematic I did like the fact they really made clear that Brigitte is Torb's daughter because that wasn't 100% clear before it was speculated that Brigitte was Torbjorn's daughter but now I mean if they have a tattoo in everything you saw it you know mm-hmm. like that was true and, and then actually Michael Chu on Twitter did say Brigitte is is Torbjorn's daughter so now you know so i I did think that that part was cool but that the now you can see the transformation of reinhardt from you know like a not like a cocky kid but you know like a a cocky guy to why he joined overwatch he wasn't even picked to join overwatch you know baldrick was well and baldrick wanted him to go with him you know and he was like i don't need to do that
1: you know and he was just like he was just so lackadaisical is that the word i'm looking for like just He was so in his own world, you know, in his own head, full of himself, overconfident, like every new Reinhardt that plays Overwatch, just like to swing his hammer. (laughs) But then by the end, he becomes a good Reinhardt and he knows to hold up his shield. I I mean, it had personal. It it brought personal feelings for me from like my younger years and getting older and realizing you don't have to go in headstrong and being overconfident is not a good thing and just it was it was really neat like the whole thing it's probably it might even be my favorite now over dragons you're so
0: emotionally wrapped up in T cinematics my favorite one's alive cuz i think it has the best chore- uh, the best gun choreography <laughs> that's why that's why alive is my favorite <laughs> i watch everything
1: movies tv shows Even good cartoons with good writing. I watch everything empathetically. That's probably why I enjoy watching things so much is because I feel with rather than feel for. So I actually get it, especially if the characters have ties to something I went through in my life or emotions that I felt. I feel them very strongly. Like If you watch me watch a movie, and it's a good movie, you can watch my face change as the scenes change with like... You know, I'm just getting mad, or I'm getting like happy. Like, I mean, you can just see it. So that's why I enjoy those types of things so much.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't empathize with, I, I get angry when I see characters making stupid decisions I'm like, oh, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Because you never <laughs> made a mistake ever in your life,
1: did
2: you?
0: Oh, I have made a mistake, <laughs> but like when they when I, when, in a movie they're making mistakes to push the platform, but if it doesn't make sense to make that mistake, you know what I'm saying? Like, if the logic behind the mistake is fucking stupid, I, I get really really frustrated with it, and I'm just well. kind of like I, I stop watching, so I have stopped watching shows because
1: <laughs> of that he, well, I mean, yeah, some shows are bad. Like you're gonna hate the most recent episode of Arrow, where they take down the internet.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I one gone room. Up yet. Oh, the internet's in one yeah, room. Yeah, it's I love shows like that. Cracks me up. I love shows like that. But yeah, no, I thought the cinematic was good. Um, I. I uh, did think it was put together very well one thing i want to see where is my blade for orisa where is my melee blade for orisa okay i thought the, the same thing the or14s had it the or15 should have had it and orisa should have a blade <laughs> where is my blade Yep, yeah, i saw that too I, was, <laughs> huh. I do i wonder if they're going to update the iconwald map with the corpses of or15s cuz I maybe I missed it before I wasn't paying attention but I've only seen bastion corpses on or yeah, bastion yeah, parts the on the map. I wonder if they will. That's a, that's a good point. But the OR14s like you really didn't and didn't really see them. But she did what I do to bastions that charge at me all the time. <laughs> she definitely uh, same thing. It's like you just stop them, you you know, you kill them. Reinhardt's did... charging you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said bastions. Uh, but yeah, you did get to see why his eye got. Uh, you know, he has that scar on his eye, which I thought was uh that was cool. That's pretty cool. So young Reinhardt was pretty freaking awesome though, man. Like
1: that hair. I mean, it was it was pretty good. Like it was like I don't. Trying to think of what prince like disney prince you could compare that to but that's what it gave me the the vibe of is a disney prince so sure of himself right you know, it was it, it was good man I've, you're making me want to just like pause the stream and go watch it
0: you know i i hope right right now the last two cinematics have been in line with story may story getting like getting the signal from Winston going back to Overwatch. Reinhardt talked like going to his past but mainly about answering the call from Winston to get back to Overwatch. I would love please I know they haven't there's so many other characters they need to do. But redeem soldier please <laughs> like, make another cinematic with soldier about him getting the call and ignoring it. And then something happening to make him have to go back. Fuck. Make it about him and Anna. Right. You know, cause we, we had that was, comic. Hmm?
1: Make it when he was younger. And when, you know, the, the point in which he like lost his faith
0: and right, well, I considered imagine himself he, no longer a hero. I imagine he lost his faith when he when Overwatch was starting to when they were starting to trash Overwatch, and then finally when he and, him and Reaper fought, and the uh, place exploded. Like he was just kind of like, you know, I'm I'm done here, right? So so let's see that. Yeah, but I I still st- I think they could have Anna his how because we did t- in his cinematic because we had that comic where him and Anna meet and they talk, and Reaper shows up. And she's like, what happened to your face? <laughs> you know, and everybody's like, What happened to his face? <laughs> like everybody wants to know. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, I think they should give him another one. But I would there's a bunch of other characters, obviously, they need to do I'd love to see a Zenyatta cinematic. Especially I would love to see a Zenyatta cinematic that involves him finding Genji and training Genji. Like that would be awesome. I mean, that's what <laughs> Wicked in the chat just, just said. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I would love to see that because, you know, we've seen Genji, but we've seen Black Watch Genji and he, how conflicted he was obviously is a problem. I mean, that could be a twofold cinematic. It could, be, it could actually be centered Why on we Genji. just
1: have a cartoon.
0: It could be centered on Genji, actually, with Genji is so conflicted and he has all this rage and he's trying to, you know, deal with it and he meets Zenyatta. And the, uh, the, the interaction should be a fight between Genji and Zenyatta, which would be awesome. <laughs> it could be episode five and six of the cartoon. Yeah, well, they need—they owe us, man. They need to keep pumping these out because at last BlizzCon, they're like Sombra was start was the start of season two of the Overwatch cinematics. We didn't get another cinematic until May, Rain well, until um, you know August, which was the May cinematic. There, you owe us some episodes, Blizzard. <laughs>
1: Yeah, when when we were doing the panel, Chan Man said the same thing about what in a cartoon. I was like, Chan Man, been preaching this for a while, my friend.
0: Preaching this for a while. I, everybody will love a cartoon, but it feels like they don't want to be married to a narrative, and that's part of the problem. You can't have a narrative that's all over the place. That's how you get the destiny story. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so like that's that you your narrative kind of has to be in a uh you know has to be in line so yeah i think i, I think you might be right there but i still want it right well if, uh, yeah I would, they, could, they could do the the compu- the actual cgi ones would be cheaper than doing the actual animated ones like they did with uh doomfist that was awesome. I would love to see a series like that, but that's so expensive. The anime the the, the CGI ones would definitely be cheaper. So that's probably really, the way the they cartoons would go. Work. Yeah,
1: cuz the CGI one you
0: could you could render. Yeah, like so they I mean they could take they don't take uh they could take assets that they already built, right? And put it into the CGI ones, retexture it or make it look better. With those animated ones, man, like it just takes a lot more work and it takes a lot of time. That's why like, you know, with anime, uh, one of the bigger problems in the industry is like a lot of the anime is just so overworked because it is really difficult to do those and pump out so much content, but they look amazing. Especially especially so, animated films or an, an animated episodes that have fight choreography is also difficult. But go ahead, Bob. I I was
1: just saying like anime one of the specific tropes of it is they have just a few things moving on screen and every, and everything else is just a background.
0: Um, but you're so, still, when you're doing your animations though, you're still doing it frame by frame. I and mean, like I said, we're talking about animations with fight choreography, which definitely makes a difference,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. And this, this was good fight choreography too. It's
0: really good. Yeah. It, it, I, I, it would have almost been a bit difficult I think for them to show how bad a badass Doomfist was because in the CGI one, mainly because like just the way they showed Tracer zipping past him and him grabbing the pack and ripping it off her in slow motion, and then her facial expressions as she's like going out of time sync, out of control. Yeah, that was a good one. That like when Winston got mad, I got mad. <laughs> I felt that one.
1: You just do the dragon, the Dragon Ball Z trick where they go back to the people watching and they're going,
2: uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, uh. <laughs> and they pan back to a little bit of a fight. Then they come back. Uh,
0: uh, That's gonna sound really coming weird. Down. That's gonna sound really weird on the audio only portion <laughs> of when the podcast. If they watch Dragon out. Ball Z.
1: they know exactly what I'm talking about.
0: But for those who don't, it's gonna be a little weird. But. uh Let's move on to Blizzard World. Did you get a chance to play the map?
1: Yeah, actually, when you played uh, Mora, you played it on the new map. Oh, okay. What did you think about it? I thought it was cool. Um, I didn't get to see a whole lot of the map because it was pretty shiny play throughout the whole thing. So I didn't get to see a ton of it. It's neat, but let's talk about when they announced that. How excited I was initially thinking, oh my God, did they make a theme park here in Anaheim? Did they like carve out some of <laughs> Disney World? Does wait, does Disney own some Activision? What's going on here? Then I was like, oh no, they they didn't do that. They're showing it; it's all digital. And I'm like, oh, they made a reason for me to use my Oculus Rift. It's going to be a virtual Blizzard World where I can go and check stuff out. This is going to be amazing. And They're like, and it, it's our new map. And I was like,
0: oh. You're okay. really not drawing the proper conclusions, Bob. Like, Jeff Kaplan on stage at I know. the Overwatch Arena. I know. I know. But it was just like, <laughs> like it was, I was so excited. I was thinking
1: big. And yeah. Nope. yeah. Yeah, I think you definitely thought too big there. Definitely so did.
0: The map looks cool. I, heard, I, I, I did hear that each section of the map is going to have a different announcer. It's going to have an announcer from each part of it, from every game that you're like in. I heard that. yeah i heard that too yeah so that's actually i think that's going to be pretty cool and the actual uh, voice actor yeah now when when i did when we did the blizzcon wrap-up when we did the blizzcon wrap-up um nick thought that i was upset that there was a, it was a payload map but i didn't like it it's not that once again i would have loved to see a new game mode with a different type of map or a few different types of maps or something like that. That's what I would have loved to see, but it's just another it's a hybrid payload map.
1: No, it's Or is it just uh, a regular payload map? It's full payload, isn't it's it? It's full payload map, okay. Yeah, yeah. Full yeah, full payload. You come out and it's just there.
0: Yeah, so I mean I I I mean I I always do I mean, I don't always welcome a new map, but Actually, no, I do. I don't think I've had any, uh, any problems with any of the maps they've released thus far. Um, I did think like, they just released Junkertown, kind of. And people are still trying to figure that out. I was We played on that map uh, last week. And two people on my team just wouldn't shut up and complaining about the map. And then we lost. And like, see, this is why I don't like this map. And I was like, you don't like the map because you're bad at it. <laughs> you know, that's why you don't like the map. It's not that difficult. Like it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It takes people forever. People want all this new stuff, right? And then if they don't immediately get it, oh, it sucks. They need to change this. They need to change that. How about you just get better at the game? Mm -hmm. You know, how about you just get better at the at the map? How about you just, you know, I don't know. Stop sucking so much. (laughs) We'll go
2: ahead, Bob. (laughs) Just
1: like, just like Siegel said, get good. Like that one, that one time they actually lost it, and and like he was tired of the seventy thousandth time somebody asked, "How do I, like, how do I raise my SR?" He said, "Dude, you just have to get good, man. Yeah. You just have to stop sucking and get good."
2: Pretty like, much.
0: It was like the one time he lost it. <laughs> yeah. So Blizzard World map, I, I that's going to be coming sometime early in. 2018 i wonder if they're gonna do like an event around it maybe and hopefully just and it, well they're gonna leave the map in obviously but that will be kind of cool to leave uh, to have some type of events surrounding it i do know that we are getting new legendary skins that will be just legendaries period it's not they're not event legendaries and this is something that me and mikey called at the last blizzcon because we had oh. a conversation about wanting skins from other uh, so you know, when they, when they first start introducing uh heroes of the storm or overwatching the heroes of the storm, you know, you would see those characters have different skins than what was in overwatch based off other games. And we said that, you know, probably during year two, they're going to start putting skins from other games into on overwatch characters. And that's exactly what's happening. So Rissa is getting a legendary skin. That's an, an immortal from Starcraft two, which is perfect if you play StarCraft 2, it is the perfect skin for Orissa. So, uh yeah, cuz Immortals, I'm not sure if you know Bob, but Immortals in StarCraft 2 have shields that sit in front of them. They don't take uh they don't take that much damage. But they don't output they only output high damage to other character, to um armored uh units and stuff like that. But it, it's a good fit for Orissa. There's a so mag- I'm looking at it like that's like
1: can't picture, like, I can't picture what the immortals are. Like, I like, 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 number three, I definitely know, but I
0: can't picture the immortals at all. Well, you can look it up, it's uh check it out. Google. Just search Starcraft to immortal, you'll see. Uh, on what though for Torbjorn, he got a, the Magni Bronzebeard skin, which is from WoW. Uh, Widowmaker got a Nova skin. Which is uh, from StarCraft 2, which is funny because in Heroes of the Storm, okay. now you can see it. Okay, so yeah, Bob just said, now you can yeah, see wow. it. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, in Heroes of the Storm, Nova has a Widowmaker skin, so now Widowmaker has a Nova skin, so it makes a lot of sense. That that's what I want. That's the Widowmaker skin that I'm going to use forever. Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, there's Blackhand Doom Fist, which I believe is from Diablo. Barbarian Zarya, which I believe is from Diablo. Butcher Roadhog, which is also from Diablo. Then you have uh, Is the Butcher f- Yeah, it is from Diablo. Is it from WoW too? No, that's um who has th- the hook who, in WoW?
1: Who am I thinking? I'm thinking of the dude from the uh da, da, dark 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 wallow, dark duskwood, duskwood Yeah, I forget yeah.
0: his name. Stitches? Stitches, that's it. Stitches, yeah. So yeah, it's not stitches ah. And totally drunk just correct. I mean Blackhand is from Warcraft. I don't know. Uh, we either also getting the Crusader Reinhardt skin and the Eco Point May skin. It was only a matter of time. Only a matter of time before we saw the
1: those. The Crusader Reinhardt skin with the hair. I'm going to have the hair better move. When I'm charging.
0: <laughs> that hair, better be back. Wind flowing <laughs> in my hair. Yeah, yeah I'm not necessarily. I cool. mean, the, the, the younger version skins look cool. I'm not necessarily like a huge fan of it i would use other skins in, in its place but it's all good
1: i think the only younger version i'm not more of a fan of is soldier
0: oh yeah i mean the yeah the, yeah you're right i I think i'm still using thriller 76 it's not called thriller what is it called but that's what everybody calls it Calls <laughs> thriller 76 it's thriller 76 we're, that's just gonna, right. we're just gonna keep it that uh so I, the while I'm grateful that they are putting new skins into regular loot boxes, they also have to put new epics into regular loot boxes. You know,
1: I feel like, I feel like the what the Overwatch League skins have got to be epics, right? I feel like they've got to be epics. If you buy them one off, I feel like they've
0: got to be epics. So, well, actually, we're gonna get into that. But I guess just to jump ahead a little bit, when he was on stage. He didn't seem 100% sure that you were actually going to be able to buy these skins right away. He said that they are looking for a way to get the skins in-game. Yeah, I don't know their plans on it. I didn't catch that either. I thought it was already set in stone, but I haven't been keeping up with it all that much. I thought it was set in stone. It makes common sense to me. You go to the Blizzard store. You buy the jerseys that you like. It shows up in-game. Done. (laughs) That, That is... Well, I would think it would happen. I mean, it's not like they don't have that happen in other cases. The the origin skins, those are special skins you only got if you got the origins edition. But
1: then just think if you got like real into like the eSports side of it. Like for you, you're a Cowboys fan. Think if one of those dirty giants came out in their uniform and you're like, man, I'm on a fucking team with a giant, man. This sucks. We're going to lose. <laughs> And for me, I'd be like, "Oh man, it's a fucking Bronco or a Raider. God damn it! Uh, this this guy's bad people already. I know it."
0: Yeah, I'm not that into it. <laughs> I wouldn't be that like, even if no, it was I know even- I'm not.
1: I'm really not either. But some people are crazy weird about some it.
0: Some people are, but I don't think we're gonna have that level of intensity. Or Overwatch League just yet. You, uh, you weren't sitting in that
1: auditorium
0: when the crowd was going wild. But those, that that was all USA,
2: those. USA. USA. That was
0: also like national competition, by the way. That was USA versus
1: Korea and whoever else. They are the Donkeys, not the Broncos. Thank you for correcting me, Wicked.
0: Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, yeah, but I guess they need to add new epics into the pool as well they do because you want something that's kind of attainable and i guess don't get me wrong the 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 legendaries are attainable especially since they're only a thousand gold when you compare them to um you know the the of the event legendaries but they need to make them more attainable like they uh something that's attainable and the thing about the epics they they most certainly are not as intensive as the legendaries You know, Mm -hmm. so I I think we need to have more epics added into the pool as well, but I do appreciate the legendary skins that we have. Let's talk about, before we get into Overwatch League, I know you really like the changes to the spectator system. Why don't you talk about that? The changes were
1: amazing. Uh, There were a few different changes. The biggest one in my opinion was the team colors. Everything is their color. So one team will be using their actual their actual team color and the other team will be using white it'll stay that it'll stay that way for the entire match everything reinhardt shield zarya bubbles every single thing except for custom reticles which i hope they change uh, will be that color uh i think the custom reticles were just like an oversight but like tracers uh like little blink arrows, all all of that was the team color. So when you're watching someone, you could automatically know what team they're on, easy, without looking at a name, without looking, without having to look around. Every part of the screen showed it. That was really neat. Now the players themselves do not see that. We uh we did con- confirm with a couple different uh, uh Overwatch League players that. They still see it exactly like we see it in-game. But the spectators see it, which is the most important. I think it would be extremely difficult if the players had to see that too. So it's probably a good a good thing. Uh, the overhead map was amazing. I mean, it was one of the best things that they did. Uh, you see an overhead view and you can actually see the the uh little circles of the character moving throughout the map, and so you can see the different pos pos- positioning that the pros were doing, and that is going to be extremely helpful in reviewing vods later um there was a cool thing where they could like pause and like move over and like replace something they had a couple mishaps with that, but they were also very new to using it, so I think that'll get. Better with time. Um, All in all, though, it was the best Overwatch watching experience that I've ever had.
0: Yeah, I... When I watched it, I was like, it, it definitely makes it easier to determine who's doing what. Like, when... You know, a diva self destruct was going off. The color of the exclamation point was for that team, and it's like, okay, you know, this team is using it versus you know somebody else. And the overhead that was cool. One thing I did think was actually pretty nice was the stats. The that they they are doing more in depth stats on the yes. back side. Yes, and, like when it's coming up. Yeah, and it's it's able to give you stats in game. It's like so and so
1: last round had sixty six percent accuracy on head on headshots or something like that. You know, it's just those stats that NFL games give you. or Any right. game. The
0: the issue that I think they're still going to run into at this point and it's more of a casting issue, right? Not necessarily with the system. Is that you need to be able to quickly and efficiently tell somebody you, you can spit out a statistic all game, right? But you need to tell, be able to quickly and efficiently explain why that is very important, and then get back to it. And I didn't hear much of that. Like I was able to follow it fine, but not everybody who, if you were new to Overwatch, you're just kind of checking it out. You may not understand, you know, what all this means. Like you may give out an accuracy statistic about a certain character, and people who play Overwatch are like, "Oh, that's good." But then somebody, the other player was like, oh, that's not that good. Like, that doesn't sound that good to me. So I think they need to work on that a bit more, and it will be helpful. But go ahead. I actually had that exact same – well,
1: me, Melissa, and and Andreas had that exact conversation. Uh, Oh, and our friend Justin, who you guys probably don't know. He's in discords, but – us four talked to Jake from the U.S. team's mom for like 30 or 40 minutes. She's a really extremely intelligent lady, and she was talking about how we need something like a, sh- like a show that just goes over VODs and just kind of explains how the game works to new people or people that want to watch it. And she was trying to think of ways that they could actually incorporate that into the cast also, because she loves it. She loves watching Jake play, but lots of times she's lost in what's going on. And, uh, she wants a whole channel that just talks about nothing, but like what it's all about. So I was like, well, we give you my card. You should check out our show called prepare to attack. It'll the so first four episodes, you check out the basics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. But yeah, yeah. she's a, she's extremely like meeting her. You can really see why Jake is so well rounded now. Because right. wow, to have that as your mom, she prepared him well.
0: Yeah, that would be that. That would be good in, in other communities. Um, something I say. Actually, let me give you a specific example. And I think this would work for Overwatch too. There was uh, one of the casters. Oh God, it was Husky. Husky. He was a caster for StarCraft too, and he had this comedy show called Bronze League Heroes. All right, where two people in Bronze League and StarCraft <laughs> would they go at each other? It would be a ridiculous fight, but it, you know they would send in their replays to husky and he would actually do a vod review of a replay review of their game and of course funny things were happening like one person would only have one unit left and it would be a dark templar and the other person doesn't have any units left but he lifted his command center into the sky so you have one dark templar versus a flying command center <laughs> you know so, so you know stuff like that it was a really <laughs> Really, really funny show. But when I was learning how to play StarCraft Two, I got so much information from Bronze League Heroes because as he's kind of making fun of what's happening, he also explains why it's bad and what they should be doing instead. You know, so when somebody makes a mistake in the beginning of the game, like okay, well he should have made fifteen unit. You know, he should have made fifteen, um, you know, SCVs here. For some reason, he only has seven. You know, like, that's actually quality information to tell somebody how to have a game that's supposed to be played, but in a funny way. I learned a lot from watching that show, but go ahead. That's kind of like, uh, currently in
1: Overwatch, uh, my, the YouTuber that I love, Reg, Ragtag, does a toxic coaching where he takes, like, gold and silver games, and it's comedy the whole time, but he explains what they should have done differently, throughout in a very colorful manner and it's very funny i think i've linked you before
0: oh yeah yeah i think oh, yeah. i have i usually He's ignore the stuff the... that you sent me but you know <laughs> <He's got> the <laughs> scottish accent mm, i have to check it out but yeah I, uh, I think the guy that did the roadhog
1: one. episode talks about him although he talks about him no actually that was in private never mind it wasn't on the
0: actual episode Oh okay great Bob thanks for <laughs> <laughs> sorry my bad my bad ragtag check about yeah i mean i do like the changes that they've made i think they may need some further i, I got to be honest with you. I mean, maybe cuz it's just my idea right it's just my idea about the proxy that's why i think it's so great i think that having the proxy and having 12 cameras or 12 cameramen and a and a director connected to that proxy would enhance the overwatch experience so much more agreed but the changes they made did make a difference especially that behind over the shoulder camera for fast moving characters like tracer where it focuses like where they're shooting and most importantly it's not jerky <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> it's it's not jerky it's very smooth moving that is very important but the problem that i still saw was that they'd have the camera specifically on somebody and in the distance? I see some cool shit happening, <laughs> you
1: know, like and you know some was, some important shit happening. It was always on the DPS, although it was sick watching Flower play Widow.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, so I think I, I I do think they are heading in the right direction. This will definitely help in the future and with Overwatch League and. I can't say that I'm excited for Overwatch League, but I'm going to watch it obviously. And if if it gets better, you know, then I definitely will be involved. Cuz not like I like I said, it's not like I don't watch esports. I do. I just don't watch Overwatch esports for the most part. Uh so yeah, I I do, I do like the changes that they made. So, and I, and of course I watch the World Cup cuz I mean shit, I watch the the <laughs> I watched the WoW um Arenas, because it's so much chaos, it's entertaining. So it's like a car crash, man. man. It's like a goddamn car crash watching that thing, but it's cool. Wow, Arena, dude. That shit was tough. Yeah. So, all right, let's dip into Overwatch League. We got quite a bit of information about how that's going to work. It's actually going to be, they're going to start with the divisions. They're going to be split into two divisions, the Atlantic Division, which is going to consist of London, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Florida, and Houston, and the Pacific Division, which is going to be Shanghai, Seoul, San Francisco, both Los Angeles teams, and Dallas. Now, I, I maybe I missed it. I know he said for the playoffs, playoff spots are determined by best record. But I don't know if he specified whether that's going to be across the entire league or if that's in each division. Because I got to be honest with you. With Soul, like whatever division Soul is in, that's going to be a problem. (laughs) That's going to be an issue. You know, I think that's going to be a little bit of a problem. But if it's across the entire league, that. Almost kind of defeats the purpose of having the divisions. They could have just worked yeah. the schedule, but I would imagine that the playoff spots are based off of the division, you know. But like I said, like that that you know, even like if you That's have interesting, t- right? Let's say the, the problem <sighs> you kind of run into there. Let's say for uh, argument's sake that the two best league uh, teams in the league are the San Francisco Shock and the Soul Dynasty. Well, if it's per division, one of the two best teams in the league is going to get knocked out before the finals. And then whoever wins that match is going to stomp all over whoever, they, whoever they, they play in the finals, which doesn't make for a good finals. Well, let's at least have a realistic thing. I mean,
1: if the two best teams, it would be Seoul and Dallas, but trying not to nitpick here.
0: I'm just making an example. Yeah, Bob. that
1: I mean that's I mean that's a problem that any divisional uh, divisional breakdown has. I mean, right right now, like the uh, you you know, like oftentimes throughout the years, either the AFC or the NFC was stronger right. uh, in football, and it's. And it really sucks if you're in, like, football's in, you know, they got the conferences, and then they have the divisions within the conference. And then if, like, your division has three good teams in it, God, that sucks. Because you play them twice, and it just, you know, it sucks. But I don't know. With this small amount of teams, I think they could have easily just went with one division to
0: start off with. Right. That's what I'm saying. They probably could have... I know one of the reasons they wanted to do the divisions was so because of timings of the matches, like they wanted to make sure there was a ma- like people could watch matches all throughout the day, and you know if you didn't catch a match in the day, you could catch it at night, but they could have just worked that into the schedule, you know so i, I maybe I said, maybe I missed it, but that part wasn't made clear to me as if the playoff spots are per division or across the board. But that is that is one the thing he talked about that the division that you know the league is broken into divisions. Uh, he also talked about schedule. Teams will play twice a week across four game days, which would be Wednesday through Saturday. And I think there's three games per day, if I remember correctly. You you have the schedule up. Do You still have it up, Bob? Yeah, I got it up uh, over here. Yeah, is, is it three? three games. Per
1: day, right? So between Wednesday well, three matches, probably multiple games within the
0: match because they're two hour blocks, right? So Wednesday through Saturday, you should be able to watch some type of Overwatch esport which is I would say it's kind of that that is pretty different from uh, you know other esports right now, right? Usually esports happened on the weekends. You got an event that goes across Saturday through Sunday, and you and watch games much. then. Huh? Oh, I was just saying, and it's often too like too much. I don't know. I kind of like that, right? Because that means th- during the week, I don't have to worry about watching it. If I know something's coming up, I make plans to watch it. <laughs> you know, like, okay, well, this event's happening this weekend. I'm going to be watching at this time.
1: You With know? Contenders, my big thing was I was like, I want to watch this, but I want to play some Overwatch,
0: too. So I ended up watching just a little bit of it. You know what I used to do back in StarCraft? I used to watch StarCraft uh matches while I was playing StarCraft, that's a really bad idea. It's a really bad idea. Like, you know, especially if the one of the players was Zerg and then the alert would come down that the base is being attacked. I'm like, I don't see anything. I'm like, oh that's right. That's that's Twitch. (laughs) I can see how that would be annoying. So it was a really it would be really bad idea. I was actually doing the same thing with Overwatch, but I actually had Overwatch, my Overwatch turned down and then the the Overwatch on the uh, Twitch turned up. And it was quick play, too. I would never do it in competitive. I was actually doing it during ranked matches when I was playing StarCraft. So bad job, bad job. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so the schedule, it's going to be... So that is one thing that's really going to set the League apart right now is that from January to June, you're going to have a ton of Overwatch to watch. A lot of it. You know, so that is actually gonna be pretty cool. that's good, yeah, oh uh, no problems there, but uh, they said uh, we already did the playoff the playoff's possibly be turned by best record. They're also splitting the season into four stages, five week each stage, and there'll be a title match at the end of each stage, and they said that the reason they don't want. The, the reason in that they're doing this is that they don't want players to have to prepare for 16 maps each week. Cause that's going to be a total pool of maps in Overwatch, 16 maps or in the Overwatch League. And they don't want players to have to be, or teams, to have to be ready to play any of these 16 maps every single week. And to that, I say, okay, but you could have just made specific maps played every week. That's it. Like each team is playing is playing two games a week, you know. So they prepare for those maps for that week. Like let's say you had a pool of three maps or four maps that could be played for that week, for whatever reason. They prepare for those maps that week. Then the next week, you have a different pool of maps. The next week, you have a different pool of maps. I mean, these players are these teams already play these maps, so it's not like the maps are brand new to them, and they're like, oh my god, I don't know how we're going to get ready for this map. They essentially just need to make sure they're practicing on those maps at a time. And then at the same time, I mean, like, f- during each stage, eight maps are available. They still have to be prepared for eight maps across the season. I guess the the reasoning there, or the logic there, is that, well, they'll get more... um acquainted with each you know, each passing week, they'll be more ready for each of the maps. But at the same time, like that's you didn't have to break it into stages. They also said also the record during each stage resets. Not the overall record apparently, but the record for those teams resets. So I guess you get a certain amount of points per stage. And also part of the um performance bonus is included at each stage. So if you win a stage, I think you win a portion of the of the performance bonus. That also that that's how what they said, so there's an incentive to do well each stage, but they said you know if a team starts starts off not doing so well in Overwatch League and they lose a stage, they do poorly in the stage, well if they do very well on the next stage, it may help them out a bit, especially given them the performance bonus so uh, I mean, I get it, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, I just think there's there's better ways to handle that
1: yeah I get it i. I get the doing the different maps, but I think to myself, well, I have to be
0: ready for every map when I queue comp. That is very true, Bob. Not everybody's made of steel like you.
1: <laughs> yes, they are, because they have to be ready for sixteen games every time they play comp too. It's <laughs> just like special like pro treatment here. Yeah. So no, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. I get why they need to do that. It'll make the matches it'll make the matches more competitive competitive there'll be
0: less stompings because people will be preparing for those maps yeah but like i said like if you if you wanted to zero in on that though make the pool even smaller and then you change the maps per week yeah i think yeah i think that would that would work too yeah so i mean that's kind of how it gets played Well, it's done in other leagues like when counter-strike had an actual league right it was actually one map every week you were told at the beginning of the league, you were told which maps are being played each week for your match, and so when you you would spend your week preparing for that map, you play on a very on a specified day, and then the next week you just spend that whole next week getting ready for that map. You know, now put Counter Strike. Obviously, you only have to play one map because you play thirty rounds, and ties are allowed. In Overwatch, you really don't want those <laughs> so you, you know you have a, having multiple maps it's more of an arena shooter thing right like having multiple maps is is what you is is what you want so i get it i just think there's a better way to handle it but we'll see how it plays out right we will definitely see how it plays out um like i said what we did talk earlier that they did not confirm that you'll be able to buy team skins in game which is confusing to me. He's the words he used were something like we're working on a way for you to get team skins. And I would have thought that how could you not know that people will want these skins right away? They're working on a way to not make it skeevy, not make it skeevy. Like, like not
1: overcharge everybody, but still make, make money off of it type of thing. So
0: you're going to have what's essentially an Epic skin for each character. Right, twenty-five characters, four team. I don't necessarily think fifteen to twenty dollars for that pack would be a bad price. Personally, I don't think fifteen. Yeah, if you get the whole, if you get every character. Yeah, and then on top of that, whenever a new character comes out, I think it should be included because you already paid for that team. You already paid for the skins. You know. Yeah. So I don't think that's that difficult the way to do it if they want to charge like 40 50 bucks fuck that I don't even like the Philadelphia fusion colors <laughs> you know that's going to be my team by the way <laughs> Obviously, I, live, I live here I live uh, here okay <laughs> I kind of have to yep. so yeah but the makes it easy though yeah but uh, he said that they're still looking for a way so I'm curious to see how they're going to do it there better not be some bullshit like you have to buy each one. That would that would be skeevy. Like just buy a pack, you know, and mm-hmm. the money. The other games have this in place already. Gears of War, you can buy weapon skins for your favorite team. Like there is an Echo Fox. Lancer that you can buy and it does look actually pretty fucking awesome so uh, yeah like you can buy Echo Fox Lancer and you pay I think it's like five bucks for it or something like that and the money goes some goes to Microsoft other goes to the team so I don't really see a problem with it the last thing uh, the last panel I kind of want to talk about I don't want to dig too deep into it because it was kind of it was kind of abstract but it was, well, it was a lot of information but it was the Overwatch Archive which was a panel that Jeff Kaplan and somebody, and um, who I forget who was up there with him. I mean, Jeff Kaplan outshines everybody. But it was like a, 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 too, a was like awesome. assistant, assistant producer or something like that. They they basically talked about the development of Overwatch and some of their favorite parts. And I, I w- my one of my favorite parts is when they were <laughs> watching um, an early video of the, it was an early video of them playing Temple of Anubis before Reaper's animation. For Death Blossom was finished, and when he hits the button for Death Blossom, it's just Reaper twirling around in a circle. <laughs> that Dude, was All cool. of those were great. Yeah. Now, the, the cool thing that I, I thought, like, there's a couple of cool things I wanted to specifically pick out, and of course, Bob, you can chime in here too, but a couple of things that really stuck out to me were, one, McC- McCree was inspired by a StarCraft prototype game that they were going to make. That's where McCree came from. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Because it makes total sense. It makes total sense. Especially if you look at Jim Rayner and you look at uh Tychus. Like it makes total sense that McCree would fit into that universe. So yeah. that, that, that was pretty awesome. Also it looks like the Junkers and Roadhog were inspired by Titan. Actually Roadhog it like Roadhog was like a um his his design came from inspiration from a unit that was in Titan, like an enemy unit in Titan. But the look and all that stuff, and the and the concept of the Junkers came from Titan as well. And I think they laid down a little bit more information about the prototype characters, you know, and what they became. Like there was a whole panel, a list of characters, right that that Jeff cat that Jeff had or. These, these these prototype cards that he made when he was going to pitch this game and obviously the Jumper was Tracer, we know that. Reaper was the Reaper. The Architect was Symmetra. The Assassin was what Genji turned out to be but it was female. It was essentially like, actually that we talked about that before, Sombra was supposed to be okay, yep. a mixture between Genji and Hanzo. But this, this was a design. It was basically an Assassin it was Genji but it was female. The Guardian was Mercy. And eventually, I think they changed her name to Angelica. went from Guardian to Angelica, and then it became Mercy. Longshot was Widow, but was male. And the mechanic was Torbjorn. So, and then they also, they if you can find, actually, I know it's out on the internet. Some website had it, but there is the picture that has all of these concept cards on it of all the different characters they had. Which, the, that can be a preview of what we might see in Overwatch, if they can make it work in the game, if they can get the balance working properly so i thought that was also pretty cool and the the overwatch picked pitch deck that's what they called it the overwatch pitch deck had over 30 characters on it. he didn't say that but i counted because i'm thorough but yeah he had the pitch deck had over 30 characters on it which was pretty cool so you know they they already have tons of ideas of characters they can pluck from they're just trying to figure out where to put each character and when to bring them in. And a lot. I'm sorry, but a lot of the characters they bring in, I'm pretty sure have to do with community feedback because Sombra, they they admitted that Sombra's current form came from community feedback specifically. That's how Sombra as we know her came to be. So they have multiple characters in development right now. They probably have three, four, or five characters in development and based off of community feedback or what they see, they'll probably pick one to be like, okay, we're going to go with this guy and we're going to push him through.
1: I think they've actually said that they usually have four to five characters in the queue they're currently working on. But if you guys haven't checked out the video, it's if you have access to it, definitely watch it. Hopefully, it's a video they'll actually re- release on the Play Overwatch channel later after the virtual ticket's over. Because it's really neat.
0: Yeah, it was actually a really good it was a really really good panel so i would check it out.
1: Yeah, and all the different like early game stuff that they show, like that watching that is really neat and you can't really describe it. You want to just watch it because they so much goes into a game and you just have to see those artists looking at that and it's the same game but it's just been refined and finished and it's amazing to see it in that rudimentary form.
0: They had a game mode that I was jealous. They never figured out how to actually make it work, which was the game mode that had a moving capture point. Like you got on mm-hmm. the capture point, and it starts to move in a direction. I'm like, want, definitely want. You know, they'd they would have to widen up the maps a bit for sure. But I think that would be a really, really awesome. Uh, you know, that'd be a it's... really awesome game mode i mean technically speaking that could be revert that could be that fighting payload game type that i was talking about earlier that yeah i was
1: gonna say that
0: it could be that like you don't have to have like i guess technically because tug of war yeah like basically you don't have to have a huge payload like a huge capture point where everybody gets into it and then stays on it to make it move. You could be it could be a payload that you capture it and then it starts moving forward. And then the enemy team stops it and captures it and it moves in that direction. So there you go. Just fix your problem, Jeff, you can take care of that. And I'll talk to you later. So- <laughs> the only thing is, is it that
1: type of map you have to have has to be a some uh symmetric
0: map yes it does have to be a symmetric map but i'm pretty sure that's not something that they have to worry about too much uh, other than that the things i was disappointed that i didn't hear anything about nobody really asked questions about actually no somebody did ask questions about events and they said they're not talking about events right now they shut that down but they did not address events. And the fact that the events, like the reoccurring events they've had so far, just haven't had the draw that they used to. They didn't mm-hmm. address that. And I think me and Bob talked about it before. Or maybe we even told yeah, We did actually. No, I'm sorry. Me, Bob, and Time was talked about. We talked about it on last week's show. I think we'd all be good with quarterly events as long as they were different. You know, as long as, long as it was worth it. They don't ha- need to have these bi-monthly events. And the reason they have bi-monthly events is because they're trying to draw people into play the game, and that worked the first time around, but the second time around, not so much, especially not in Q3. Yeah. People jump ship for Destiny, Wolfenstein came out, Assassin's Creed came out. A lot of games came out in 2017 that are amazing. So it was gonna be it was gonna be tough to pull people back in the first place, and these events just didn't cut it. So they didn't address events. And what they're going to be doing in the future to to make that change. They also did not address the SR system, which I'm sorry, it needs work. It's not perfect. Of course, people at the top of the SR system are saying, oh, no, SR works perfectly fine. It's great. You know, like, but for the bulk of the community, it's just not working. And actually, you know who had a really good video about it? Skyline. He had a really good video about why the SR system is not built for team play. The SR system is built for solo play. He says, when you get into a match, you're not playing against six enemies. You are playing against 11 other people. Six of you just happen to be on the same team. But your goal is to get higher stats than everybody in that map. Like if you, if you are running two DPS in a game, you are trying to get more DPS than the other DPS, you know, by any means yep. I say that's your goal. Uh so he has I would definitely check out Skyline's channel. I might be able to, if I remember, I'll put it into the show notes. He had a really good video about he it. He always yeah, he always lays those
1: out really, really well. And the problem is the biggest problems with the SR system is that it just it re, it remembers. Um the SR system might be better if it actually started over every season. It might actually work a little bit better because you're, if you play a ton, your skill changes dramatically from season to season. Right.
0: I, and uh, then you're stuck at uh, Elo hell. Yeah. See, I think the, one of the problems with the SR system is the fact that it doesn't address what the community actually wanted. The SR, the community wants a ladder because we constantly talk about climbing SR, climbing SR, climbing SR into another tier. But the SR system is not built to be a ladder. The SR system is built to find your skill level. And keep you there until you get better, and they don't move you up. But people definitely want a ladder, and I understand that. Fine, you could like you can have just a streak of good luck and get a couple wins in a row. But well, that's kind of what people want. Like, I think if if you got a set amount of SR, for every win and a set of SR for every loss, that would actually uh, make people a lot happier. But that's essentially a ladder, you know. You yeah, know, nobody wants to play
1: anything they don't know how to play to help the team because they won't play it as well as they would play something else exactly and that's the biggest problem so yeah the
0: so, sr system something needs to be done to the sr system if they're going to keep it to encourage team play that's that's it just is if if not then just give us
1: our give us what you've been asking for forever separate srs for every group I've talked to Andreas from uh, from Lab about this in depth many times throughout the weekend, and if you could just cue if every cue was solo, and then you you had a different SR because I told him about your uh, you know wanting it to be like like Starcraft was, and then you could play with your friend who you would never get to play with normally. You could play with them. You guys have your own set sr like that would be kind of cool and then you'd never worry about messing up your sr by grouping with anybody else yeah you would have to like play together to make it worth worthwhile but cool so be it
2: exactly
0: yeah so they they need i they really need to do something with it but they haven't addressed it so we'll see One other piece of information that they kind of let's kind of eke out but didn't say too much about, they are talking internally about creating an LFG in Overwatch, which would be huge. That would be a massive improvement. So, put pressure on them in the forums to do this, to actually make it a priority, okay? So, but yeah, I think that, that that covers everything we had for BlizzCon. I would hope so. We've only, we've almost been talking about it for two hours. So, uh, yeah, there's a little, so, uh, didn't,
1: there'll be more that I'll throw in from week to week going forward. Cause the memories will pop in, but right now I'm still processing. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to hear all that shit in
0: one week anyway. I do have to say something about this BlizzCon versus BlizzCon 2016 though. And it may be an unpopular paint, but I gotta be honest. When I came, when we came off of BlizzCon 2016, I was excited for what was coming into Overwatch. I was excited for you know new character coming in, new map coming in, arcade coming in. We just got information. We just heard about the Overwatch League, which I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool. But all, everything else, I was excited coming out BlizzCon 2016. BlizzCon 2017, I'm not excited about the future of Overwatch. I'm, I just, I still like Overwatch. You know, I like it as much as I did before BlizzCon. But nothing about what came out of BlizzCon excites me for the future. Like, I am not like, man, I can't wait for 2018. You know, I can't wait for 2018 because they're going to do this. They're going to do that. It's going to be awesome. And that did not happen this BlizzCon for Overwatch for me. It happened for me. For the Overwatch League. Yes. Like, if you are souped about the Overwatch League, then you Oh, yes, man. You, you got like something t- to do with that. Oh, about. just, ah. I'm like...
1: I can't decide if I want to go to PAX East or if I want to plan a trip to go out and freaking
0: watch some games. I would do PAX East, to be honest with you. PAX East is amazing. It, it is. <sighs> and if you... <laughs> the, PAX East doesn't... Act, like, What time did BlizzCon actually close? Did you have to leave BlizzCon?
1: Uh, uh, I don't know. We, we were all over the place. I'm not sure. I know... It was later Saturday night,
0: like the oh yeah, because PAX does not muse. PAX doesn't close until two a.m. every day, except Sunday. PAX closes at six p.m. on Sunday, but Friday and Saturday, PAX closes at two a.m. And uh, yeah, like the last time I went to PAX, I remember I would stay, I would be there at eight o'clock in the morning to get in, leave at two a.m., come back go to sleep, wake up again at like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. so I can get ready to go back. Like, Well, I was thinking about the PAX thing to meet all of you guys,
1: you I, and Andreas and stuff, but then you're not going, so it's yeah. not as much of a draw, and seeing the Overwatch League and its interim season sounded kind of good. Plus, I've had some friends out there. Like, hmm. Yeah, PAX is definitely awesome. I
0: mean, yeah, you... you there's a pax in san antonio that's pretty awesome too if you just want to check out pax
1: yeah but it's it's real soon and i don't have the funds for that
0: after blizzcon Mm, no yeah that's true yeah it's like in january ish so
1: yeah wow i spent a lot of money dude
0: oh yeah that's one of the draw that's one of the one of the things that is unattractive to me about cons right now is that man i just don't feel like spending the extra money to go out there and do that i mean they're amazing and everything but i haven't been to a pax in about two years because it's it's pax east is expensive dude. like i I, i'm going to um i'm going to china later well actually early 2018 for two weeks and to go to pax east cost half of that (laughs) to cost half of my trip of china (laughs) okay just to say how expensive it is to be in boston Nuts. yeah it's nuts yeah, so, um, but it's an awesome experience if you get out there. It's just that there's so many people there. Oh my god! Like, so the Boston—I think the last—I can't remember the numbers from the last Pax East, but I think it was like close to like ninety thousand people, maybe more than that. But it won't feel like that when you're actually there. It doesn't feel that crowded because of how big the convention center is. It's, the Anaheim one was pretty big. Oh yeah, that's also big. But on the East Coast, I'm pretty sure the Boston Convention Center is like one of the largest venues you can get. So, that's why it's there. Anyway, enough about packs. We're going to go ahead and get into our weekly updates, and then we're going to close the show out. Weekly updates. Okay, so two things. Uh, quickly. One, Overwatch on Mac, not happening. Right, At least not right now. There has been some, uh, I guess it's somebody on Reddit brought up the fact that they found a Mac launcher in the Blizzard launcher for Mac. Oh, an Overwatch launcher for Mac on the Blizzard launcher on Mac, of course. And so rumors are floating around that there was going to be Overwatch on Mac. Well, Blizzard has an official statement. We have no plans of giving this game on the Mac. This is actually what he said. So he's like, we have no plans of getting this game on the Mac. There are several technology decisions that Apple has made that has made it difficult for us to release Overwatch in the way we want it to be consumed, and that is why we haven't pursued it. So, yep. no Overwatch it's, on the Mac.
1: If they could do it, they would. They showed that with all their other games. I mean... They did. They they like having it on Mac, but Mac oftentimes makes it difficult for gaming people you guys with a mac i want you just to, uh just dual boot just buy a copy of windows 10 dual boot
0: boot camp you're done that's the best way to do it yes Good. so yeah i mean like the other blizzard games use the same engine or variations of the same engine that's why when one works on mac the others work on mac they they they, they make a couple of uh changes to it and they can get the engine to work on mac the overwatch engine as we all know brand new and does not work on Mac, and they have a hard enough time containing toxicity with their team size, let alone building an entirely <laughs> other Mac client that's going to have its own issues. So, yep, nope, no. Dual boot it. You know, dual boot it. Overwatch on Mac. Also, a article came out on Kotaku that um, talked. To, actually, the, the focus of the article was about Overwatch using machine learning to try to Find toxicity as it's happening. That that was the actual focus of the article itself. That they want to try to use machine learning to if somebody's being toxic, the 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 AI for the machine learning can say, okay, this person's being toxic, and handle the toxicity right there. Maybe mute the person or kick the person, or at least log the activity. But the thing that really grabbed my attention was the fact that it looks like Blizzard has put together an anti-toxicity strike team. Like they actually put a um, a group. Like, I, I'm trying to look for, but it's like a group of. Um, go ahead, you got something to say, Bob? No,
1: I was trying to think of a funny way to say it. and I was like, "Toxicity SWAT team." Twat. Nope, that won't work. <laughs> <laughs> I was going
0: over it in my head. And I was like, "Okay," and then I just couldn't stop laughing because it came out <laughs> like that. Bob cracks himself <laughs> up. So yeah, the strike team is can consi- it, it could it's um consists of designers support staff analytics people and a special group called risk that fights cheating and hacking so they are taking toxicity seriously
1: they need to, I, I think they realize they need to
0: well yeah, they have to i don't think they probably haven't seen this level of toxicity in any of their other games that's why they have they just haven't they're their It's their first first person shooter yeah, and that, that we talked about it last week. That it's drawing a lot of people who normally are not part of the Blizzard community, you yep. know. So yeah, that that's that that's that's kind of the 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 issue they're having, and part part of the problem is that they did not address it sooner. Even Jeff Kaplan says that, like it, that it has gotten out of control and real bad, like weeds that you don't. Take care of, and now yeah, they have to. Now they do. have to try extra hard to get rid of it. So, I do hope for the best. I do hope that they really get this under control. I hope they do, and we I hope, do. That, yeah, if they, if they get out of control and then they keep it under control, keep the grass cut, Jeff, mow short. <laughs> so. Yeah, no community questions this week, so we're just going to go ahead and close up. Just want to remind everybody that batch three for Pair to Attack is complete, and you can find that on all of our podcasting platforms. Uh, And that batch four is currently being rolled out. We are rolling this batch out differently than we have the others. Batch four, there are two episodes out right now. Actually, as of the show, if you're listening to this, there should be three out maybe later in the day, uh, depending on how my day goes. Uh, So we'll see. But there will be. uh, There's a was it Roadhog on Monday. Tuesday was uh, McCree. I was, I was on that show. So like, I was like, Woo, what happened Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday was McCree. And then Wednesday is Torbjorn with our friend Frisk, who lied to us about being a Lucio main. Oh, Lucio one trick. He actually does play Torbjorn and his energy is still there. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. Prepare to attack batch four is being rolled out and we're expecting to put an episode out or oh, five episodes out by the end of the week. So uh, yeah, let's see what else we got here. Oh yeah. We li- we live stream. Every Tuesday at nine PM EST. Uh, every Tuesday at nine PM. Well, around that time. We're actually I'm trying to ish. get ish. I'm trying to get better at getting here on time to do the show. It's not Bob's fault. That is one hundred percent my fault. Except last week. That was Timeless's fault.
1: That We started so late. That was Timeless's (laughs) fault last week, for sure.
0: Yeah, so uh, just messing with Timeless because he's in the (laughs) chat right now. But yeah, so we do record uh, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'd love to have you here to be in the chat and join the conversation. So check that out. Twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. We want to hear from you, your Overwatch stories. So, uh, you know, you can send that to us, whether it's happy, sad, angry, whatever. Send us your Overwatch stories. We have a PS4 community and Xbox One Club. They're both called Over- uh, Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And I promise I will be back on those platforms soon. I think I'm going to start doing like, okay, well, this week I'm playing PC. This week I'm playing console. <laughs> you, know, you know, something like that. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. because. You know, I, I do when I play on console, I love to playing with you guys. It's it's awesome. It's always awesome playing with the listeners. So it's it's pretty cool. Um uh, we also have a Discord. We mentioned that earlier, is Discord.me slash mash those buttons. And you can come in and talk to us about Overwatch, or you can talk to the Destiny guys, or you can talk to the guys in the FGC, whatever. Just come in and have a good time on our Discord. Once again, Discord.me slash those buttons. Always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch, where you can either get the dankest Overwatch memes or the new, latest news in Overwatch and just have a general great pool of players to talk to and play with. So definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch if you Facebook. are on Facebook. Yes. Thank you for listening. As always, we are available on multiple podcast platforms. iTunes, Apple Podcasts for iOS, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Play.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, Podbean. And we do have an RSS feed available if you do not have any of those platforms. Links are available right on the Matchless Buttons website. You should go there. That whole list I just mentioned, I did that whole list without even looking at it. We recorded on Sunday <laughs> for our BlizzCon wrap-up episode. Actually, that's another good point. We did a BlizzCon wrap-up episode. Hopefully, you have listened to it by this point because it should have been in your Overwatch feed uh, or your Torn and Gobble feed or your Wild Talk feed. So, hopefully, you enjoy that. It is a busy week here, folks. Ten episodes are coming out from National's Buttons this week. Seven that's of amazing. those are Overwatch-related, Okay. It's getting really serial here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Things are super serial right now, guys. Um but yeah, uh we are social media. So uh we are on twitter.com slash watchpoint radio for the show. Uh we're also on twitter.com slash mtb site, facebook.com slash smash buttons, and youtube.com slash smash buttons. Bob, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N
0: underscore B-O-B. You can find me on Twitch at Blazin Bob. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash underscore Ja underscore. That is underscore J-A-A underscore. Uh, We always want to hear from you guys, like I said, so reach out to us. If you want to email us, it's WPR at MashthoseButtons.com. Other than that, you can reach us via Discord. You can reach us via Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. You can leave a comment on the website. We just want somebody to talk to us. Okay. <laughs> you know, that, might, you know, it's real cool when we hear from you guys and you give us feedback on the shows. It's pretty awesome. You know, let us know what you thought about BlizzCon, you know. You don't only have to read us reviews. We will read feedback from other places. So, uh, Yeah, definitely definitely do that. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to help us out right now is to share the show with others that you think will enjoy it. Actually, regardless, that's one of the best ways you can help us out to share the show. Uh, another great way, if you really like us and you really want to help us out, a great way to help us out is to... Give us reviews on your podcast platform of choice uh, and a re- re- or a rating and a review. Some of you guys just like to put ratings in, which is fine. But if you put the review in, that is just extra helpful. And we appreciate everybody who has done that for us in the past. I think we're sitting at something like 51 reviews, which is awesome, especially since I'm pretty positive in June, like around the time that Bob joined. I think we only had like 20 something reviews, right? Maybe even less than that. I think we had less than that.
1: I don't. I don't know. I just know that it's it's been dry lately, but
0: it's it was really good for a long time, and we're hoping we can keep that going. Absolutely. So thanks a lot for everybody who's done that. And if if you, like so if you enjoy the show, go ahead and do that, and that'll be really helpful. Another way to help out the show and mash those buttons in general is to buy merch from the store, which is uh, teespring.com/slash stores/slash mash those buttons. Or you can just go to matchlessbuttons.com and click on the store link. It'll take you right there. New merch will be coming soon for WoW Talk. If you enjoy that show, and I think a Matchless Button shirt, I should know, right? I'm the person that puts it up there. <laughs> but like, there's so much going on. God damn. Um, yeah, so I that a to prepare to attack shirt. I'm working on that, but that's a little bit what more than for Yeah. Dave. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, well, get... I
1: did rock the uh, Watchpoint Radio, you know, merch out there at Blizzcon quite a bit, you know. So yeah, so I did see that in your pictures. Good
0: job, Bob. Great job, actually. So, uh, but yeah, that, that... was what people recognized me. Oh They're yeah, like, <laughs> are you Blizz Bob? I am. It says it right here. <laughs> like... <laughs> very, very awesome. <sighs> so, in the future, we probably will have some additional ways to help. If you like to help support the show. And the site, I might ha- actually might have some news about that next week, so we will see. But in the meantime, you know, whatever you could do, that, that's great. Shares, reviews, buy merch. We appreciate it all. Uh, I th- uh, definitely recommend everybody go to matchesbuttons.com slash shows to so learn about the other shows we have on the network. If you're in the fighting games, there is a double tap that will be out the same day as this recording there and there's a lot to talk about there the last like three double taps have been two hours packed full of information uh, we do have in orbit which is our destiny podcast we have the torn the goblin and wild talk which are our warcraft podcasts one is about news another one is about lore and we have sit rep radio which is about the division still a, actually a, a decent community there's a decent amount of people still playing the division so you can check that out there Speaking of Tori and the Goblin, I looked for Katie all
1: weekend, and she just kept hiding from me. She was at Con before the storm. She didn't come to my panel. Oh, well, that's because she doesn't like you, Bob. That's eh, why. She might have been. I don't know. I tried not to look at the crowd. Oh. <laughs> I was like, focus on Melissa. Melissa's my safe place. Mm. Melissa's my safe place.
0: <laughs> well, that's Nice. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. For everybody who is on the Twitch stream, thank you very much for sticking around and participating in the chat. And uh, yeah, we are going to catch you guys next week. Later.